Oh, they do not know, people. It is Friday, which means it's your last chin check of the week. And as we do every Friday, we break down the upcoming NFL week and we talk news. And there's a few things to hit on, people. So, let's sit back. Let's get ready and let's go! Okay, so we're entering week 13 of the NFL season. Man, what a week week 12 was, right? I mean, not only did it start off with a Washington win, and not just a win, people, it was an infection. Fatic win. Oh man, that felt good. Oh, oh my days, so good. And um, yeah, something that just haven't experienced in a long ass while. <laughs> and it was against the Cowboys, so hey, you know what I mean? Couldn't get any better, right? And then we end with that Steelers-Ravens game. I think what happened last week was I remember being like, wait, they're playing each other twice in a matter of days. No, so for some reason the schedule I was looking at still showed the original game. I didn't know it had been cancelled. So I feel that was the mix-up, but... Damn, that get I hope it was sponsored by Epsom salt because whew, people are gonna be uh, man, they must have been so bruised after that encounter. That was straight up defense. Oh man, and we had some hard hitting plays. Who really did? Really did. I have to say, I I was um Yeah, I was surprised Griffin stayed in that game for so long Because, you know, what was it? It was like the third quarter Early in the third quarter That we saw him make that run And then just start limping So the fact that he was able to stay in for as long Hey, all power to him, man All power to him, you know Um, But yeah, that was a tough game But uh, yeah you you just felt that the Steelers, the I mean the Steelers pretty much had it. There there was that um, yeah that l- late take touchdown from the Ravens, which kind of came from a little bit of a mistake, a little error, but that's how shit was gonna come in that game. You know, even with that. There wasn't a kind of a fear that oh maybe the Steelers will lose. No. No, no, you were kind of like, eh, it's all good, you know what I mean? Steelers are still going to win that one, man, and they did. Oh, with some, oh man, West caught that third, you know what I mean, that, um, yeah, that crazy pass, you know what I mean, in between two defenders brought it down, that was like the big one, making that third down, right? Uh, So yeah, good game. And now we look ahead. So, um, 
Falcons against the Saints, right? Um, I mean, her, like the Saints are coming off that just insane win over the Raiders that I don't think anyone saw. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's that. Um, but yeah, the Saints are coming off a big win of their own against the Broncos. So I think you have to go Saints, right? They both had big wins. But the Saints are the ones that have been the most consistent. They got the better record. I yeah, I just feel it's yeah, it's the Saints, you know? So then we go Titans Browns. And uh yeah, both got um you know the same records, right? So Titans um, beat Indianapolis, right, and uh, the Browns, they snuck past the Jaguars, so, hmm, it is a tough one, it is, it's a real, uh, it is a real bloody tough one, I do like, um, you know, Mayfield as a quarterback, yeah, I do like, you know, they the Browns have got some good players for sure, you know, but I kind of feel that the Titans, man, I think they, I think they just play that bit of a tougher game, so I kind of see the Titans being able to um, grid it out, you know, in the trenches, uh, then we move to Chicago, Detroit, yeah, both teams are not particularly having fantastic seasons. Yeah, Chicago have um, lost their last few games. Oh, man, they really have. They've just, you know, I think they, they were going through a bit where they were doing okay. And then the last few weeks, they have just hit. Ugh, they've just hit a wall, right? I mean, things just have not been going well. I mean, I think the same can be said for the bloody um, Lions as well. <laughs> oh, man. Like, both teams are in a bit of a skid. Um, bears? I think we see the Bears? Maybe. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go Chicago, people. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so we got the Bengals against um, the Dolphins. Well, the Bengals really just... I mean, they should have beat the Giants. That That was just... I don't even know. That was a bit of a mess, right? And, yeah, they've just had a, a run of terrible form. Um, now, the, the Dolphins, they are at least coming off the win over the Jets. So, I feel they can parlay that into something. You know, so, yeah, I'm going to go with our Miami peoples to uh, take the win in that game. Ooh. 
we have got Minnesota against Jacksonville. And uh, this is a, it's like, you know, there's been so many games where you've seen Jacksonville be a real close, right? Play a real tough game. I mean, if you just think last week, right? Last week, it was two points in it. I mean, they got fucked by the uh, Steelers, but, you know. <laughs> but against the Packers, again, just four points in it. You know what I mean? They, they've been so frigging close in so many games. It is kind of crazy that they're 1-10. and 10. Um, Minnesota on the flippy flip. They snuck past um, the Panthers last week. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, I think the Vikings can get it done, you know what I mean, I, I, I see them being able to, uh, do a thing here, like, Kurt, uh, he's a good quarterback, you know what I mean, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say that, uh, you know, the Vikings, that get it done over the Jaguars, so, we got Houston against Indianapolis, and ah, uh, yeah, the Texans have ever had an up and down time, but they uh, really took it to the Lions last week, didn't they? You know, they got that win over the Patriots the week before. Um, so yeah, it kind of helps out from that. Real weird game against Cleveland. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but the Colts. Now, they um, didn't fare that well against the Titans. The Titans pretty much had that shit locked. Um, which was a reverse of, you know what I mean, their previous game. Which... Yeah, it's such a weird one. You know, they played twice in November. So weird. Uh, but yeah, they, they snuck past um, the Packers. I mean, it has, they have cut it close, right? In a few games. I'm going to say the Texans get the job done. Yeah. I feel I'm going to go with um, Houston. For the win, people. Hmm. Uh, so, we have the Jets at the Raiders. I mean, could the Jets actually win a game? You know what I mean? Could the Jets win a game? I just don't see it. Right? Now, the Raiders... Like, you'd say the Raiders for sure. I mean, they had that horrible game last week, though. Like, I don't even know what the fuck that was. Right? When they played really well against the Chiefs. Joe really ran the Chiefs hard. And then they just roll over for the Falcons. That was bizarre. But, yeah, I mean, I can't. See that happening against the Jets? Now, if that did, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. 
But uh, yeah, it, it's gotta be the Raiders, man. They gotta, you gotta say Raiders over the Jets, right? It'd be insane to see anything else happen in that one. So uh, then we've got the Giants at the Seahawks, and uh, you know the Giants have been shit. They have been shit, but. They were um, able to win their last three, you know? I mean, listen, the Washington game, they should have won by more. After the horrible start we had, so the fact that they didn't, I think that says a lot, right? But they did do a good job against the Eagles, right? Uh, The Bengals game, that was just crazy. Um, But... Yeah, I say the, the, the Seahawks, the Seahawks should do this one, you know, they, they're they coming off wins over the Eagles and the Cardinals, so uh, yeah, I'm going to say Seattle for the win on Sunday, sure, then we go to the Cardinals against the Rams, and... I like LA for this game I do You know Look, Cardinals are coming off the loss To uh, the Patriots The week before that It was the Seahawks Right They edged it past the Bills You know, couldn't beat the Dolphins It's been one of those seasons, right Been one of those seasons Um but yeah, the Rams, I like the Rams. You know, yeah, I mean, the 49ers game, that was close, right? But you look, they beat the Buccaneers before that and the Seahawks before that. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say Los Angeles do the do over Arizona. So we then have. Oh, Los Angeles' second team, the Chargers. Chargers against the Patriots. Oh, my gosh. Right, so, um, yeah, Patriots, they got that win over the Cardinals, which, um, yeah, it, it was kind of going on this, their change of form that they've had of late. Um, and, you know, the Chargers are just, uh, yeah, I mean, look, they've had some close games, they've had games that really, uh, it was just bad luck, I think the Bills won last week, right, that wasn't, the Bills just won that game, but, I still dig the Chargers, so I'm still going to take them for the win over New England, you know what I mean, but yeah, that's how it's going to be people, I'm I'm going to call it here, alright, so uh, Green Bay against Philadelphia, so, who do we have in this one, right? This one, it is 
interesting. Um, man, I kind of feel that um, it should be Green Bay, right? I feel it should be Green Bay. You know, Eagles, um, they're coming off, oof, like, three back-to-back losses, right? And um, Green Bay, man, they, they, yeah, they handed it to the Bears last week, right? So, um, yeah, I'm saying Green Bay for the win. So, uh, we've got the Chiefs at the Broncos. I mean, like, yeah, it's Kansas City, people. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no question in this one. There really isn't. I mean, the Broncos got, oh, they got fucked up by the Saints. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it is Kansas City. They're going to be taking this. Look, the game against the Buccaneers was, that was a close one. That was tight. But I do not see this being a tight game, right? I I just see Mahone and crew pretty much doing whatever they want at Denver. (laughs) But it'll be an interesting Monday night game. Our second Monday night game. Oh, dear. It is Steelers against the team with no name. And listen, we we put up 41 points last week. Yeah, it was awesome. It's not an experience that I feel I will be having again this season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look... Even in um, the game against the the Cowboys, our defense had some horrible moments at the beginning. And you can't do that with the Steelers. Oh, man. That offensive line is tough. That defensive line is tough. So, uh, yeah, I don't... Man, it's just one of those things, people. I can't see... Washington being able to do anything against them, really. Yeah, I think, you know, it's uh, Pittsburgh 12 and 0. Ugh. God damn it. You know, and sometimes you can at least see a glimmer for your team, right? There is nothing there. <laughs> oh, man. So we've got um, San Francisco at Buffalo. Huh. Well, I mean, the 49ers did win at the Rams last week. But, yeah, then they lost heavily at the Saints and the Packers and the Seahawks. <laughs> so, yeah, there is that. You know what I mean? There is that. And, um, yeah, Buffalo beat the Chargers. So I think on um yeah I think this game this Tuesday night game we are going Nana Cherry with that Buffalo stance so don't you get fresh with me people and we end the week 
Uh, we end the week again with the Ravens, this time at, at Chicago, at, I mean, at um, Dallas, I, yeah, I don't understand the way these, I never get it, right, I, I've been following American football for so many years, right, since I was, I don't even know, fuck, like six, probably something like that. Mad Madden on my Mega Drive. No, actually, mm, probably eight. I don't think I had. A, I don't think I had a Mega Drive when I was six. So I'm saying eight. So yeah, I, I've been a fan of them. Man, I've been watching for all those years, and I still do not understand what, how the games are written. Who's the home team? Yeah, it baffles me. But yes, we have Baltimore at Dallas. God, you just didn't even need that. <laughs> you didn't need it, did you? No. Um so yeah, the the, the Cowboys are um, coming off the dropping that we gave them last week. And the Ravens I mean listen, even though they lost against the Steelers, look, we all saw that D is tough. It's a tough defense, right? So I don't think the Cowboys have what it takes to um do anything with it. So yeah, I feel the Ravens finish off week 13 with the win. And um yeah, they those are our predictions of the week. And our games, the games that I feel will be fun, fun, fun. Um, who okay? Well, Titans Browns for sure. Titans Browns, that's gonna be good, right? Uh, I also think the Texans Colt, that's gonna be a fun one. Uh, Cardinals, Rams, that will be good. Chargers, Patriots should be a fire. Um, and the Chiefs, Broncos, I think those will be the standout games of the week. I mean, the fun ones, right? I mean, they're gonna be the fun ones. I mean, because you look at you, you say the Steelers are gonna put up numbers. Steelers are gonna be, you know, doing their thing. That's a that's a high scoring game. But yeah, those. Those are the fun games, people. So, yeah, that's where um you can put your money. Because I feel that these predictions have been pretty, pretty solid for the last, well, for this whole run, right? So, yeah, that is what I am thinking, people. Boom, let's get it done. Alright, so I was going to talk about this at the time, but, you know, I forgot. And it's still, you know, there was still talk of it on the site earlier in the week, so fuck it, right? So, <sighs> Dana White giving Davison Figueredo, you know, 50 Gs, right? Which is... Is it 50 G's or 500? I forget. Basically, the equivalent of what a fight night bonus is. Right? And 
listen, like everyone is talking like, oh, yeah, he deserved that, and, you know, but it, it was a snub and blah, 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 listen, 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 if you remember, right, if you remember all the, um, the bonuses from that week, right, there's, there was some great fights on the card, you know what I mean, there really was some great fights on the card, so, you know, what, why do you think those people shouldn't have got them, right, no one is, like, allocated, no, no one is, like, guaranteed one of these bonuses, it doesn't work like that, it's not a, oh, well, you're a big name, so you should get one, no, that's ridiculous, right, so, um, yeah, on the night, Sasha Palanikov got one, because that was a great, great comeback against Luis Cozy, right, that was a tremendous performance, so he definitely should have got one, and Tina, um, Shekev, 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 God damn it, you know who I'm talking about, you, you know, she gets one, and again, that was a extremely good performance, right, and, um, yeah, Joaquin Buckley got a performance bonus, you know, oh, no, so, um, the cosy, um, you know, Palinitivnov was fight of the night, but, hey, that was a great fight, so, hey, I get that, and Antonina and Joaquin, they were really good performances, so, look, all of that was, you know, you can't knock those choices, you know what I mean, you really can't knock those choices, right, there were other people that had great performance, Alan Joban, that was a extremely good performance, Nicholas Dolby, you know, he basically won that game on kicks, that was insane, you know, Brendan Moreno, <laughs> I mean, that was outstanding, Paul Craig, he put in a, a really good performance against Rua, you know, Kajagian, she really utilised that reach. You know, she did a great job. Tim Means did a great job. There are... Well, Valentina had a great job. There were so many people that had very good performances. There are so many people on that card that had very good performances. So, all of this crazy talk that Davison definitely should have got one. No. Right, let's let's be honest as well. Davison is a champion. He was getting pay-per-view points, right? And he's on a nice contract. So when you look at some of these, you know, lesser known fighters, right? Palanikov making his debut, he will not be on that same contract, neither will Cozy, so them getting that money, that's huge, right, 
that is huge. Antonina, she's not going to be on uh, the same contract as her sister. You know, and Joaquin probably isn't on a huge contract. So I kind of feel that fighters lower down getting the bonuses, that is awesome. Right? That's awesome. Because they get a little rub, right? They get to see what it could be like. You know, so it's only like motivation for them to strive harder and um, do the business. So, yeah, let's not be crazy. And also, we all know that, yeah, fighters get extra bonuses. We know, we've known that for years. You know what I mean? That bo- other bonuses are handed out. Like, the, the, the performance of the night, fight of the night, they're just the ones that are kind of announced to the public. But other people get bonuses. So... Let's stop with all this crazy talk Because it's kind of stupid Right? It's a little dumb people Come on Let's be real Alright? Okay, so after Saturday's Tyson Jones fight The inevitable has happened Right? Because you knew If that fight It just had to be Okay Really, you know what I mean? As as long as it wasn't horrible, right? There was always then going to be talk of more, right? Talk of more Legends League fights. And, um, you know, after the fight, right, Tyson did mention Holyfield. Because Holyfield has been um, calling Mike out. Now, it's, it's an odd one. It is an odd one because look at it. They fought twice before, you know, 96 and 97. And Holyfield won those fights. Do you know what I mean? Even with the second by disqualification, Holyfield was winning the fight before the year situation, you know? So for Holyfield to come out and. Like, just the way he's calling him out is is a little bit odd, right? It's a little bit odd, and it, it kind of makes Holyfield lose all the power in the negotiations, right? Like, Holyfield is saying that it's the fight that must happen for both their legacies, And you kind of look at it and go, well, that doesn't really make any sense. Like, you won those fights. Now, I could understand Tyson, like, always being like, I want Holyfield. I want Holyfield. You know, because he lost those fights. So I understand him wanting the fight, right? But for Holyfield to be pursuing it, and Holyfield asking for it for the legacy? I mean, firstly, both of their legacies are set. Come on. They're both fucking legends. Like, neither really need to do anything else. It's it's done. They're both legends. So the whole, 
we need this fight for our legacy it, It's a little ludicrous Right, it's a little ludicrous And then It's like Hollywood doesn't need to throw shade on other people You know, like he's saying that the Roy Jones fight is like Oh, Roy Jones was a good local fight But I'll be a global fight And it's just like, ah Come on, man Like, you don't need to do that Right, there's other ways to go about this It's all a little bit wonky All a little bit wonky And then, let's think as well Hollyfield last fought in um, 2011 And like Like most boxers Like his last few fights Weren't exactly great You know Weren't exactly great And also Holyfield His speech is a little slurry Because this is the problem With this whole Legends League And everything like that there are not many, you know what I mean? Not many great boxers who walk away at the right moment, you know? So you often find people, they've taken just too many shots, right? They've taken too many shots. So then you find that they're a little slurry in the speech. That ain't good. Right, that's not good And you don't really want someone like that Getting back in there You know, now You you might say, oh, well they're fighting someone of their own age But still, a punch to the head Is a punch to the head Because they might be old But, come on now You saw the power on display Right it, it, they weren't throwing pillows at each other on Saturday night You know what I mean? Those shots are going to snap your head back And if they're going to snap your head back That's causing brain damage You know, and so if you've already got clear and present signs of that It, it is kind of an odd situation to then sanction that person to get back in And I don't know if Holyfield would be able to get sanctioned You know, I don't know it, It's a strange situation um, So yeah, I don't think this fight needs to happen I don't really want to see this fight To be honest I mean, like, how many people really, really want to see this fight? Like, the Roy Jones fight was fine because Roy, well, firstly, Roy, he only stopped fighting a little while back. And secondly, he's, he, he's not slurry with the speech. So you could easily go, yeah, him fighting Mike, that's fine. I get that. Right? It's a situation you can see. But who else is the out there? Right? Who else is out there of that era that you might think, yeah, they could uh they could strap up, they could get in. I'd like to see that fight. I don't know. You know what I mean? I really do not know.
So, uh, yeah, I know what's going to happen, man. I mean, end of the day, like, if the pay-per-views really did make the amount of money which they're claiming, then, yeah, people want to be a part of that shit, right? <laughs> Everyone wants to be a part of millions. So, um, yeah, if, it's, if it just comes down to the money, that the fight will probably happen. You know, so uh, yeah, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see if California sanctions it, but it doesn't have to be in California, does it? So they might go somewhere where it is sanctioned. But um, yeah, I'd I'd be interested to see how this plays out because I don't think it should. But who the fuck am I, right? Who the fuck am I? So, um, yeah, we'll see how all this unfolds, people. So, another thing after the um, Tyson fight. Ah, you know, it's only to be expected. And really, you can't... You can't fault David Feldman too much, right? Because he's out here... Talking his crazy ass talk about man Tyson and bare knuckle boxing. I mean, it's not gonna happen. And he 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 loves to try and gauge it like he started this whole thing off, right? With oh yeah, we approached Tyson first before the Roy Jones fight. Yeah, you did. But Tyson had already said he's looking to fight, right? It's not like, you know what I mean? They they just saw Tyson and were like, you know what? Let's see if he might fancy, yeah, coming out of retirement and fighting. No. Tyson had said, I'm going to fight. I'm looking to fight, right? And then they started looking for an opponent and that's when Bare Knuckle tried to um, do a thing. And yes, they sent an offer, right? But that means nothing, right? Saying, yeah, we sent an offer means you, you either made a phone call, left a message, or sent an email. It doesn't mean, you know what I mean, on the Tyson end, that they considered it, and to be honest, come on people, let's be honest, he didn't consider it, right, because after the fight, when he's talking about other possibilities, you know, he said Holyfield, he said, and I feel he said some other names, which I cannot remember, he never, never even brought up, I could do bare knuckle boxing, Went nowhere near that subject, right? And you kind of have to think if he considered a bare knuckle fight, he would have said, Well, yeah, there's so many options, right? Could do this boxing thing. Hell, I could even go and do some bare knuckle boxing. You know, Reed, I've got options. He did not say that. <laughs> he was not looking at that one little bit. Because it was never, ever on his radar. 
It's just a ludicrous thing to consider, right? He's not going into that. I don't know how much money they could offer. Because look, he already made a gang load of cash on Saturday night, right? He So he knows he can do that in boxing. So why would he bother coming over to bare knuckle? Why would he think, let me do that? Right? Let me cut the fuck out of my face. Because the California state, remember, they said the fight will get stopped on a cut. So, bare knuckle, there will be cuts. I don't think we've seen a bare knuckle fight without cuts. So, right, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because, you know, the cut is likely to come early, so that means no more fight, no, he is not going to be doing bare knuckle, there is no inclination for Tyson to do bare knuckle, (laughs) but as I said, look, Feldman is doing what he needs to do to bring attention to his promotion, that's all this is, does he know He knows he ain't getting Tyson, right? But talking all this shit, talking like, oh, yeah, we were close. Oh, yeah, I I basically started off this whole thing. Jerry, that crazy-ass talk, that's putting eyes on his promotion. So, look, all power to David. (laughs) But, yeah, Tyson is not, is not, is not... Coming over to bare bloody knuckle boxing. Never gonna happen. So, in news that we were kind of waiting for, right? Because it was, it seemed like it was always a matter of time. But where, right? Where and when? They were the, uh, they were the real questions. And they've finally been answered because, hey, Clarissa Shields has finally stepped into MMA. Well, she hasn't actually stepped into it yet. In a professional sense, right? She, obviously, she would have started training, but um, she will be making her official debut sometimes next year. For PFL uh, Yeah, this is kind of big, right? Because I think, um, you know There was all of that talk around UFC 245 um, She was in attendance And, um, yeah, there was the thought of her against Amanda Nunes And although, right? That would have been... Compelling to an extent It's probably good she's gone this route You know what I mean Because the thing is is At the time Nunes was I will take her down And that's what happens We've seen it time and time again People who um, have no wrestling Right 
they they might win a few fights and they look good and everything is great. Was hey remember Houston Alexander right back in the day knocking knocking cats out, but as soon as he met someone who was just like I want to take him down. Why am I gonna stand with him? Took him down and then just ground the fuck out of him. And um, yeah, that's what we see that happens. You know, Randy did that to. Um, Oh my god, the name has just escaped me. Jesus Christ. Um, fuck! <laughs> oh my god. That is so irritating. Ah, James Tony. Jesus Christ. Man. Ugh. Anyway, yes, that's what Randy did to him. You know, the ankle pick. And then just beat him up on the ground. And, um... Yeah, there's, listen, I imagine S.H.I.E.L.D. would have trained some wrestling, right? Would have trained some sprawls, but you, it's never the same. It's never the same until you actually utilize that shit in a real fight, right? So by going to the PFL, she then gets the opportunity to... um you know, ease herself in, right, get those kinks out the way early, so then she'll be able to do her thing, because, listen, she is a, just a tremendous boxer, you know what I mean, she holds the WBA, WBC, IBF, and WBO middleweight titles, and you don't get those for just turning up. There's no participation medals in boxing. Oh, actually, there was those frontline belts. But <laughs> regardless of those, right? There's no participation medals, people. Right? That's not what happens. So we know Shields is a talent. And here's the thing, right? And I think it's something that was... Uh, like, taken out of context with last week's fight between Jake Paul and Nate Robinson, you know, because I think the, the whole thing was, you know, Robinson is a, you know, talented athlete, so that makes him a good boxer, and no, the, the point is this, right, if you have, if you have reached the highest echelons of something, you know, and Robinson had, but if you've reached that high echelon, then a transition to something else isn't, you know, it's not out of the, uh, out of the region, it's, it's not, the impossible task, because obviously, you have the mindset to focus, and strive, and go for something, and that's it, it's the capacity and mentality to be able to, you know, key into this new thing, and go for it, you know, you've got the, the propensity to train, 
to take in new knowledge. And that's the big thing, right? So with Shield's abilities as a boxer, you kind of feel that, you know, working with, and this is another key thing, right? Working with the right people. Working with the right people. Now, she found the right people for boxing. So it's a matter of doing that for MMA. Now she's we know she's worked with John Jones. We know she's worked with Chris Cyborg. Hey, they are two great people to work with, right? You know what I mean? If you're gonna work with some people, hey, you pick some good cats to fuck with, right? So if she can get a good camp. You know, like Syndicate MMA. I, I I feel that would be somewhere good. Because they have got a lot of female talent there. Right? There's a lot of female talent there. Or um you know, if she went and trained with Angela Hill, because I forget where Angela trains. Um but again, a load of female talent. Right, so if she can go to a camp like that, I feel that will be beneficial. Because I think, look, you could go to a spot with a load of like good male MMA athletes, and that that's not going to be rubbish, right? That's still going to be helpful. But I kind of feel that it, it's different to fight women. You know, because if you're training against men and possibly larger men, then, you know, you're possibly losing all the time. Like you'll be losing the rounds, you'll be losing and that can mess with your mindset. Right. So you want to be in there with people, um, you know, of the same uh like structure, the, the you know, the same build, right? Because then you get a palpable kind of um, estimation on your abilities and where you are at, right? And I think that's what will be needed. So PFL, they're coming back in April um, and S.H.I.E.L.D. will be making a debut sometime during the next season I'd imagine it would be earlier rather than later Because, you know, she says she wants to get three fights in So, yeah, I, I'd imagine she debuts in April or May Right? That would give enough time to be able to do that Because, hey, on top of the MMA Shields is like, yeah, uh, you know I'd take on the mandatory challenges um, in uh, boxing as well, which hey, that's huge, right? She's willing to do both, you know. So if she takes free boxing fights, free MMA fights. Yeah, she, you know, she'll want to start earlier, right? And hey, that's possible. That's a possible thing. It is just a matter of, you know, not taking too much damage in the MMA fights. Because, you know, in those ones you can kick and you can elbow, right? As well as the wrestling. 
So, um, yeah, you don't want to take too many leg kicks, fuck up your legs, your calves, all of that. And you don't want to, you know, get elbowed on the ground repeatedly. That ain't going to feel too good. But, uh, you know, this is all, it's all promising, right? It's all promising, it's all interesting. Now, uh, Shields did say that, you know, one of the problems with um, women's boxing is uh, it's the respect, right? She feels that female boxing doesn't get the same respect as men's. And you would kind of, when you look at it, that is, you know, one of the things. You know, she said that you know, in women's MMA, they've often headlined fight cards. It's not quite the same in boxing. And that is a thing. And, you know, we know, like, the big female boxers, it's the it's the rest that you don't hear about. You know, and I think that's an issue, right? It's definitely an issue. I think, like with... Because if you look at the UFC, on most of their cards, there is at least... Two female fights At least Oftentimes three I'm not sure I understand um, And that's what you see <laughs> Thanks Siri And that's what you see right And by doing that You're giving exposure to the fighters You know Having that many fights on each card It means people get to see certain people So you know Just so many female fighters Right You could Ask most fans, right, and they can reel off a number of top-level female fighters, which you can't do with boxing. So it's a matter of exposure. It's also a matter of, um, I think, the fighters getting that exposure themselves, get, doing interviews, talking with people, you know, getting profiles of themselves out there so people know because that's the only way to do it because I think you know I've mentioned this before is when you look at the pay because the pay in female boxing isn't great right and yes that is down to interest but if if you just went on that, right, if you just said, well, there's no interest, so we're not doing it, then you're kind of a shitty promoter, because it's down to you to try and help build that interest, right, so it's about where the fights are placed on a card, you know, making sure that when you've got that high level, you know, card, that you've got some female fights in it, you know, so when... Um, like Fury fights Wilder There's female fights on the card There wasn't But that's a great opportunity Because that's a card That people are looking at You know Again like at the weekend Tyson Jones That would have been another good place To have female fights Right I don't believe there was any You know so it's things like this that helps with the profile of female boxing, you know, because we've seen it, right, 
you get a high-level fighter like Ronda Rousey, Chris Cyborg, Amanda Nunes, you know, who will just dominate a division. We saw it with Joanna Janczajczyk. It then gets the rest of those fighters to elevate their game. Because you're seeing someone so good, right? So good. So you're watching what they're doing, right? Open workouts. You can see their level of trainings. You'd be like, oh, we're not doing that. We need to do that. And then you just see the rest of the division rise up, right? And that's what is needed in female boxing. But I don't know. It's one of those things, one of those things, but Clarissa isn't, yeah, she's not looking to stand still, right? So that's why she's moved over to MMA as well. So she's looking to do her thing, elevate herself. And, you know, she said she's not looking to fight someone like Kayla Harrison out the gate, which is smart, right? But, hey, after a few fights, hey, it's open season, so I am extremely excited to see what happens with this Because, you know, it's not a bad thing, right? There's so many possibilities now So, uh, hey, roll on, you know what I mean? The third season of the PFL Because I can't wait, people Can't wait <laughs> Hey, so I can have, um, yeah, they've got another event coming on the 11th of December. And, uh, yeah, Bella, Bella Mia, she will be making her second professional um, appearance on that card. So this time around, she is facing Alma Caspides. Um a Mexican fighter, uh, so this will actually be her third fight, but, you know, she's got an 0-2 record, right, so I feel it is a sensible, you know, way to move Mia, right, so, you know, this is a second pro fight, she won the first, but, you know, you don't want to rush her into anything crazy. So you're giving her someone with a bit more experience, right? But not a winning record. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense, right? So Mir's first fight was in October. So this is a decent, you know, I feel it's a decent turnaround time, right? Because you want to be active, you know what I mean? But you don't want to be crazy. And right now, you know, it's tougher to train and everything like that. So, yeah, this is, I feel this is a good turnaround time. Um, her opponent, as well as having that losing record, she last fought last year. So, she's not particularly, yeah, not particularly active. You know what I mean? She's, um... Not out there doing it all the time. Yeah, she fought in October um, 2019, right? And her fight before that was July 2018. 
So yeah, she she's got these huge gaps, right? Huge gaps, and I yeah, I think not fighting this year, right? So not fighting behind closed doors and experiencing all of that. I think that plays a big part into um, you know people how they yeah how they perform right we saw it with Tim Elliott in his first fight he was just like it's weird like there's no noise like there's no energy and I think a lot of people have yeah discovered that right so I think you you've got that and. The fact that she hasn't fought in over a year You know, I think they are two things that will definitely be going against her So, yeah, this seems like a a logical and sensible move For the progression of uh, Lady Mir So, um, you know, let's see what she can do It's, uh, you know Get some MMA action in before UFC 256. It's not a bad. Uh, it's not a bad look at all. So yeah, looking forward to checking out this upcoming Icon event. Okay, people. So we have had the weigh-ins for um, yeah, UFC on ESPN the 19. Hermanson v Vittori. And the main event is a go, right? So Hermanson weighed in at 185 and a half pounds, and Vittori 186 pounds. So yeah, that is all good. Now everyone else was fine, apart from yes, unfortunately, people, there is. And apart from Okay, so It's, yeah, it's the co-main event Now, Jamal Hill He weighed 205 and a half pounds Which is all good Because remember, there is a pound You know Allowance either side of the uh, difference but unfortunately, for the first time, Ovent St. Prue came in heavy. He weighed in at 207 and a half. Yeah, one and a half pounds over, which means he has to forfeit 20% of his purse. And man, oh, like, St. Prue is always big. Right, he is. He's he's not a small dude. So, uh, coming in, this is a uh, this is definitely a disadvantage to heal. Right. Um, it's funny because uh, Saint Prue did um, unfiltered this week, and he was very confident about his weight. Right, he was talking about how he's been doing mountain biking. And he's found that to be a, a really good uh, way of um, maintaining the weight and losing weight, right? So I wonder what it was. You know, I wonder what it was that um, 
yeah, stop the, that last half, one and a half pounds. Because, yeah, he was saying that all is looking good. Right? I think he did give away. I forget what it was. Right? I forget what it was, which he, what he was weighing at the time when he did the interview. But I believe he did say. And he was like, yeah, this is no problem. I've lost, I've lost this amount. All the time, all the time. Um, unfortunately, not today. So uh, yeah, we'll see if it is. Um, yeah, if it has any effect on the fight, right? So yes, everyone else was fine, and it was good to see that Jean Vellante. He came in at two forty three, so. Definitely better than his last fight because whew, against Morris Green. Oh, that was a mess. But again, um Volante did unfiltered and he did say that um yeah, that was a mess. Right? He did say that had an impact on that fight. Right? So um yeah, that was a valuable lesson for him. Right, um, Collier, he came in at 264 and a half, so, uh, yeah, he's big, <laughs> Collier is like 20 pounds heavier, whew, and just think, Collier once fought a middleweight, I believe, so, he has really decided to, uh, yeah, go crazy on the burgers, <laughs> so, um, we'll see how it goes, but, listen, Vellante, he he didn't this camp, but he usually trained with Weidman um, and Stipe, right? So, you know, Stipe is, he's light, right? Stipe came in, was it 239 or um, 233 against DC in the last fight? So, yeah. Stipe really believes in, you know, the agility factor in the heavyweight division, and he's kind of demonstrated it, right? So, yeah, I, I, I would say that Volante has taken something from those interactions, um, and it'll be interesting to see how he performs, because to be fair, right, to be fair, he he was looking good against Green, right? It did look like he was going to win that fight. But he then just got... He got choked out. And, right, what I thought, it wasn't really the fact of the choke because it, was a, uh, it wasn't a great submission hold, right? But he said that it was because his mouth... Was on green skin, so he couldn't breathe and he panicked, and that makes sense, right? Because yeah, you kind of figured, how the fuck is Volante tapping to that mess, right? Because <laughs> it wasn't a great hold. You've you've seen we've seen better chokes, right? So it was an odd one, but yeah, now we know. Alright, now we know But yes, it will be interesting to see how Volante performs on the night But people, yeah, that's the weigh-ins
Okay, people. So it is that time again. We are approaching the end of another episode. But let's see what's happening in the world of MMA. Well, a couple of fights from, uh, you know, the 19th. They're not happening anymore So unfortunately um, Alexander Pantasia And Manel Cape um, That fight That's been moved Right so I think um, Pantasia has an Undisclosed injury And they're talking about Rescheduling the fight for um, Sometime in February uh, that is also the case for Misha Serkinov and Ryan Spann. Um, Serkinov has a slight injury, but again, they're looking to rebook that fight for sometime in February. Okay, so then, as that's the last card of the year, we jump to January. And Larona Murphy is um, getting back in there. This time he will be going up against Douglas Silva de Anjord And that is on the 20th of January Also on that card is when, you know, Davison Figueredo's brother makes his debut That's right, Francisco Figueredo will be fighting Jerome Riviera on the 20th of January Hmm, have to see how that one goes, right? Um, so then on the uh, 13th of February, UFC 258, Julian Marquez will be fighting Maki Pitolo. Oh, some coconut bombs and some Cuban missiles. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Let's see who, yeah, wins the war of attrition in that one, right? Ha. Well, people, that's it. That's all the fight news we've got. But uh, we will be back on Monday to recap week 13 and uh, UFC Hermanson v Vittori. So enjoy the action this weekend and we'll see you on Monday, people. <laughs> will you be ready though, huh?